Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. So good to see all of you here today. Welcome to the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fontleroy. It's good to see you guys on May 23rd, 2022 on this bright and beautiful Tuesday. So good to see all of you here. Come on in, put your feet up, grab yourself a snack, grab yourself a bowl if you're ready, and let's get into it. Uh, just to let you guys know, the JB Font channel is available on all major podcast platforms, so you go ahead and subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network, and you can also find me every single Tuesday here at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, just to give you guys a heads up, if you guys would like to, you guys can go to my Substack. You guys can go to jbfont.substack.com if you guys would like to get email notifications from me if you guys would like to. So you guys can don't have to depend on that YouTube algorithm all the time. You guys can get it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, for your updates. Also, just to let you guys know as well, I'd like to give a thanks to the patrons on Patreon as well as on Coffee and members because I also have memberships. Thank you so much to the patrons on Patreon, Coffee, and members. Without you guys, I would not be able to do this. And trust and believe this government is trying to make this harder. So, just as a aside, I would like to say hello to everybody in the comments and all the people who are joining me as well. As per usual, whenever I have a guest, I like to also include that guest in. So we are going to introduce our special guest today is Reef from Indie News Network coming in. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, <laughs> good to see you, man. Good to see you, bro. That, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, that, that beard is giving Karl Marx a run for his money. Uh, yep. Definitely, if whatever money he had, right? Like mm -hmm. that, he would share amongst all of us. Um, you know, <laughs> got that beard money. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. I need to get I need to get it cleaned up, get it trimmed up, all that fun stuff. But you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, I just got back. Um, on Sunday evening from, like I was telling you off camera, I got back Sunday evening from my grandmother's funeral in Jersey. Uh, we basically went up, mourned, came back. It wasn't anything long. And so it was, um, it was somber. Um, it was a bit of a um, sad uh, thing to go through. And my I got to meet family members that I haven't seen in a long time. I got to meet family members I've never met. Mm. Uh, 
is great. Um, yeah. It's like despite the you know is you're happy to see them despite the circumstances. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And um, you know, I got to you know meet cousins that I've only you know talked to over the phone, and so, um, but at the same time, you know, and maybe this is me, but when it comes to events like funerals and things like that, why should we have to spend that much money? just to mourn our our loved ones like we're already we're already going through a lot and it's just like even travel like even travel and accommodations i don't think we should be charged even that much like at least it should be like oh well if you're flying because of a funeral right then they're supposed to give you some grievance fees for that yeah, you like, know, you're supposed to get like a discount, but it's not. It's you know, we'll we'll get into it a bit, but you know, airlines have you know sent their prices sky high since the '80s. So yeah, you know, but I mean, you can't even afford. Uh, I know my uh, co-host Colin was talking about you know DC to Florida was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so you know, other ways probably just as ridiculous. So. Yeah. And and I mean, I literally had to go do this hack. Well, it wasn't really a hack, but, uh, you know, a way to circumvent these regular prices. And even the the airline that we wanted to go on didn't even have discount prices. So it's just like and even then they're like, oh, well, we don't do bereavement anymore. I'm like, why? I mean, uh, okay, so. I'm going to sound crazy to some people, especially some people who are pro-capitalist. But I also think that if a family member dies that is close to you, like an immediate family member, uh, including grandparents, I honestly think that you also should be at least discounted on your rent. Because that also factors in to having to mourn your loved ones because you have to take days off. You also have to go, you know, you have to travel, you know, to their mm-hmm. funeral or what if they are living with you or you are helping them in some way. Like, this is crazy stuff that I'm like, why don't we think about stuff like this? Yeah, I mean, most of us do. I think it's the powers that be that decide to, you know, stay blissfully ignorant. You know, it wasn't that long ago they were dancing on the streets for, you know, a a rent moratorium what happened with that you know where'd that go so you know that just went away your student debt you're gonna have to pay back real quick you know so which which that's i've been reading about that too it's pretty much the biden administration just going like no give me my money like we need that money right now so you know but craziness you know, yeah. glad you glad you got home safe though. You know, yeah. always useful. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> you guys don't want. <laughs> if you lost me. <laughs> That'd be one loud person that you guys wouldn't have anymore. Yep. Yeah, and I love so. what Story Ferris says. Story says actually affordable high speed rails, border to border and coast to coast. I agree. Would be useful as well. You yeah. Know. Especially for me, who's somebody who's kind of on the fluffy side, like. Look, those airlines, they are cramming people. Oh, I also got something else to talk about. 
cramming that many people on one plane, we literally had to get the emergency exit seats from my brother so that he can have leg room. Right. Yep. And the crazy part is he's he's six, four and we can't fit in those seats as close as they are. And then on top of that, for people like me who are a little bit on the wider side, like these seats are very narrow. So it's really just a, 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 this plot to extract more and more, you know, money out of people. And it's, it, it, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you're going to be uncomfortable in this two, three, four, five hour flight. And God forbid, it's an international flight, you know? And then on top of that, they were charging me for Wi-Fi. They charged for Wi-Fi on the plane. I'm like, yep. this thing is not going to make any... It's not going to take anything out of the like. Is it going to decrease the amount of energy that the plane uses by that much, or is it going to is it going to diminish the amount of jet fuel that we use? No, it's Wi-Fi, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you guys yep. charging me fifteen bucks an hour for Wi-Fi? Because they gotta they gotta make profit. Profit is is king. You know, look, I'm gonna say this quick guillotines, guillotines, uh, yeah, my, uh-huh. my brother, In, inflatable ones. These people are, <laughs> you I'm know, gonna, I'm gonna walk off my own show, like, right? Hey. I mean, this is how many problems in our world right now are caused by the need for profit of mass corporations because some CEO at the head of them wants to make their bank account have one more zero in it. You know, so, oh, yeah, I feel you, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's why shows like this aren't, aren't massively popular because you, you don't, you can't make profit off advertisers because advertisers don't like what you say, you know, so, yep, been there, dog. I can say this, I can say this, <laughs> right? Oh, it's oh. the worst. Yes, it is. So, and and <laughs> we've been having fun with with algorithms and stuff recently, which we'll get into more. But I love I love when we, we, we put out a YouTube short on our, our channel. Go check out Indie News Network if you haven't already. But you know, we'll we'll put out something that, that that the algorithm will probably like, and it takes it for like 30 seconds. And then it figures out, oh wait, 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 wait. We don't need them. And then you can literally see your graph just plateau off on a video. And you're like, okay, you know, thanks for just turning off the, the spigot on people seeing it. Appreciate you, YouTube. You know, so like, you just like, if that line just kept going, though, you know, yeah. that'd be real nice. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> speaking of profit. Speaking of profit. So what are we talking about today? So let's show the audience what we're going to be discussing. It is rent squeeze. That's why I got a for rent sign in a lease agreement on there. And of Mm -hmm. course, Reef is right in front of us. So what are we talking about rent squeeze? 
people are being squeezed like crazy just for housing. Um, I know I am definitely intimate with this reality because I'm literally being squeezed right now. Um, I'm not sure about your particular situation, Reef, but as far as what I'm going through, we literally had to do a fundraiser on RBN in order for me to not get put out my house. Right. Um, and you're in North Florida. Yep. Um, Just under Tally. Yeah. Okay. And so I was looking at this article. Well, not article. What kind of article? But this is out of rent.com. Hmm. And before I get to the article, it says a monthly look at rent price trends across the United States. It says national rents remain stable in April with the median rent rising just under a third of 1% year over year. The 0.29% increase is the smallest yearly change in 37 months. Mm-hmm. Yearly rent growth has been decelerating for eight months now, registering single digit growth in each survey period since September, 2022, after nearly a year of double digit increases from October, 2021 through August of 2022. And says on a monthly basis, rents dropped nearly a quarter of 1% from March to April. The decline marks a rebound from the 1.77% increase from February to March, but is still below mean declines measured since prices began moderating late last summer. Monthly changes from September 2022 to March 2023 average 0.53%. Here's the point. His national median rent is now $1,967. That's mm-hmm. less than March's price of $1,971, but a full $30 higher than most recent low in February of $1,937. Rents peaked in August of 2022 at, 20, at $2,053. April's price represents a 4.19% decrease from a high point, a difference of $86. Over a two-year period, rents remain elevated. Rents have risen 16.33% since April of 2021, an annual rate of 8.1% that equates to more than $276. So, And minimum wage has increased how much? Exactly. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in Florida, it's supposed to go up to, what, 15 in like a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this coincides with the wealthy through pandemic have gotten even more, you know, fathomably wealthy, you know, uh, money has went to the top percent in, you know, it's just been flooding them. I don't even know they're running out of mattresses to put dollars in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah. <clears throat> so this doesn't look good. I mean, looking at the graph. I mean, so what are we supposed to do? Because I can tell you right now, rents are exploding here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. 
my rent went from I think it was in 2019. I think I was around a thousand. Yep. Now I'm at thirteen hundred. Well, we've covered it on on our show a few times because it's very seldom we actually see it, but there is a thing called a renters union, yeah. right? You know, you 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 could organize over your rent through other renters. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, if you're going to do anything, class solidarity seems like the move. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you have to combat the, the, the haves in some kind of way. But, you know, even then your power is going to be a lot less than you wish it was. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I can only imagine Orlando rents going ridiculous. So, yeah. It, it's it is ridiculous because um let me see uh year over year change um let me go to orlando your over year change is around a, about a, around a percentage point give or take mm -hmm. right average rent is two thousand one hundred fifty three dollars that's average that's average yeah average and so actually that's median median actually yes so when it comes to that you know bit of that change it's it's ridiculous and that's not even that's just year over year right look yeah. at Providence, rhode island their year over year is 15 percent yep like miami's got to be through the roof like you know, I haven't seen my. I haven't looked at Miami. It's right. Oh, oh yeah, we went there. It is, and there's Orlando 3, above it. Three thousand yep. six hundred six dollars, dude. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. So and that's that many like the amount of people who are that like if that's in Miami, that's one thing. But like that's probably around Miami too. Oh like, yeah, Miami Dade, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you know? ridiculous. That's how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And so when it comes to different areas that we're looking at as far as rent increases are going, this is what is you know, the squeeze that I'm saying that we're feeling. So many of us uh, that, you know, that are going through this, uh, we're, we're sitting there going, well, how can we alleviate this? And my thing is, is like, when are the pitchforks and, and torches coming out? Because this is what I'm looking Wind at. strike, baby. You know? Yeah. You know, and this, the story that came across me, what, which I'm going to, you know, show you guys, is that the squeeze is partially due to an algorithm. Mm -hmm. And this algorithm is being used by many different property companies. So this is out of ProPublica and this came out October of last year. And mm. I didn't know about this story until today. <laughs> oh, it's probably gotten way worse since then. Yeah. You know. And so it says rent going up one company's algorithm could be why. So 
let's get into this. It says, on a summer day last year, a group of real estate tech executives gathered at a conference hall in Nashville to boast about one of their company's signature products, software that uses a mysterious algorithm to help landlords push the highest possible rents on tenants. Quote, we have never seen these numbers. That was from Jay Parsons, vice president of RealPage. Apart, oh, sorry, apartment rents had recently shot up as much as 14.5%, he said in the video touting the company's services. Turning to his colleague, Parsons asked, what role has this software played? Quote, I think it's driving it, quite honestly. That was from Andrew Bowen, a RealPage executive. As a property manager, very few of us would be willing to actually raise rents double digits within a single month by doing it manually. As the celebratory remarks were more than swagger for years, RealPage had sold software that uses data analytics to suggest daily prices for open units. Property managers across the United States have gushed about the, how the company's algorithm boosts profits. Says the beauty of Yieldstar is that it pushes you to go places that you wouldn't have gone if you weren't using it. <sighs> what do you want to say, uh, Reef? Well, I mean, it's 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 got to get into here soon that you know that this is essentially uh, allowing for you know cold robot hearts to decide if people get a roof or not, you know. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, I mean, it talked about how this algorithm is similar to a um an algorithm that was used by airlines in the 80s right to essentially price gouge that market right mm -hmm. when when rockefeller was broken up this was the issue with oil companies as well right that they were all meeting at the same you know they were all going to lunch together and deciding that their gas is going to be this much versus someone else's right so that like it, it's price fixing so Thanks. you know there's no all those libertarians who want to talk about the free market this is not it mm -hmm. you know i mean this is literally uh, the one percent deciding how much they're going to pay per whatever they want and it's based off private data it's based off you know how their competitors are priced you know that used to be at least a phone call was required so now it's just this algorithm is collecting all that data for people and deciding that rent should go up. And, you know, you don't see it deciding for it to go down. Nope. So, you know, with this, with BlackRock controlling loads of real estate as well as just loads of capital, you know, this is, this is going to be a big issue, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and... I don't see a lot of politicians addressing these kind of things at all on either side, you know, when it comes to like actual economic problems that we're getting nothing crickets. So we'll see, but you know, so, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, essentially this is monopolized rent. You know, Wait. yeah. It continues. Says the nation's largest property management firm, Graystar, found the, that even in one downturn, its buildings using Yieldstar outperformed their markets by four point eight percent, a significant 
premium above competitors. RealPage said in its materials on its website, Graystar uses RealPage's software to price tens of thousands of apartments. And so uh, it says in one neighborhood in Seattle, ProPublica found 70% of apartments were overseen by just 10 property managers. Every single one which used pricing software sold by RealPage. To arrive at a recommended rent, the software deploys an algorithm, a set of mathematical rules to analyze a trove of data RealPage gathers from clients, including private information on what nearby competitors charge. Mm -hmm. It says for tenants, the system upends the practice of negotiating with apartment builders, building staff. RealPage discourages bargaining with renters and has even recommended that landlords in some cases accept a lower occupancy rate in order to raise rents and make more money. This is yeah. sick. And then just this is the part that housing, like what what do they call that? Like a, a reserve? That's just a housing reserve. You're just mark up for no reason, you know, making it more scarce, even though there's empty buildings with no one in them. Yep. Scarcity. So, mm -hmm. This is the part that pissed me off the most. It says one of the algorithms developers told ProPublica that leasing agents had, quote, too much empathy, end quote, compared to computer generated pricing. Yep. His apartment managers software suggestions, but as many as 90% are adopted according to former real page employees. So we were we were talking about this, Reef. Like too much empathy, really, bro? Like, is that a thing? Is that possible? Like, you know. So I mean, okay. and for who? Like, it's not like they weren't already making money. Landlords are doing great. So, you know, so, and it, and it talked about how they, you know, they're getting false positives, right? You know, the things that they should be lowering their price on, they're still getting people to buy, you know? So, and, and me and you both know that this is also gentrification at work, right? Yeah. And on a massive scale, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, it's just kicking the poor and working class out into the dirt, essentially, you know. So, you know, I think I, I think Bernie's trying to put through this, what, 17 uh, federal minimum wage, right? Like that, they need enough to make these rents. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to make 2000 a month on 17 bucks an hour. How many hours are you getting? You know, so like, good luck. What you got? That's with you. That's with like a one bedroom, like, you know, one bathroom. Like you're talking about nothing, let alone if you've got a family, you know? So, yeah, yeah I mean, they're just nickel and diming us everywhere. So, <clears throat> but your thoughts, JB? Yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're on point. Um, and these are the same people that say, well, you need to make at least 30, 
you know, uh, you need to make at least three times the rent. But the thing, the problem is, is that nobody really is making three times the rent. Mm -hmm. And so you look at everybody that is trying to afford rent. We are, you know, squeezed out of our, you know, out of our, you know, by our necks. And then people will say, well, you guys just need to work harder. And it's like, well, (laughs) we're already, you know, working, you know, two, three, and maybe even four jobs now, you know, in order to make it. But then, you know, you'll get some that say, well, you guys just need to go to school. We did go to school. Right. A lot of us Mm -hmm. did go to school. And then on top of it, we have, you know, a lot of people have, you know, student loan debt to worry about. Some of us, we didn't go to college because we didn't want to go to debt, but we did a different route. And even then, sometimes, like people like me, we got sick and (laughs) I don't, Mm -hmm. I can't afford it. And so it's just like this whole, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And it's like, how can I pull myself up by my bootstraps when y'all keep stealing my boots? <laughs> yeah, it's like they just jangled those boots in I front of you. Yeah. And this is crazy. Ugh. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Why? And, and, and then, you know what? A lot of times, and I'm not picking on a lot of older people because there's a lot of older people that are actually going through this as well. But some of the ones that have made out at least financially decent or okay that have their home that have owned their home for 25 30 years already they're done paying their mortgage they're sitting there going i did it why can't you and it's like guess what when you put in for your mortgage you were making well well more than what we were as far as the cost of living is concerned so guess what you guys actually made out better now you don't even have a mortgage to pay so you can go and get that brand new Cadillac, right? Because guess what? You have your pension, which we don't have anymore. We don't have pensions anymore. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, you also have, you guys own your own home. So all you got to do is pay ta- property taxes now. Yep. So it, it was like, what? what is there for us? There's nothing for us. And, and, and please do not sit there and go, well, you kids. We're not kids anymore. Millennials are not kids, right? My brother's a millennial. He's in his 40s. He's a grandfather now. <laughs> Millennials yep. are now at the age where we can start being grandparents. That's how old we are. Look, this is gray. I'm a millennial. We have grays. <laughs> Doesn't it suck to get that one, one gray in there? You're like, come on, bro. Like you get that one gray, you're like, get out of here. You know, you're like, do I leave it? Just as that, you can't have one. Like if it's more than one gray, you're like, all right, I can keep it. But if it's one gray, you're like, all right, I got to get rid of that one gray. You know? Now <laughs> you don't have any grays, so you know this is a. Blessing. I got like one or two. I got one or two in there. Oh, you know, whatever. they're hidden. Hitting my ass, anyway, <laughs> but, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: I do have grays, and I'm embracing them because I have now reached daddy status. Right? Like, the, like it works for you. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, I I think I'll, I'll that right. You know, we're, we're you're you're talking about, uh, and I get so frustrated with some of that. That you know, these same people that will tell you, you know, all these kids are living at home and. 
you know, it's like what what for one, why is that an issue? Right? These are the same people who would who would reminisce about the family ranch and like how it kept their family afloat forever and that there's eight generations on one property. You know what I mean? Like what how is that how is that a problem that's only been a problem until recently because that's you've got to be successful and go out into the world and make your money and get your bag and you know have your own place and your own you know that to me is frustrating there's also no actual housing programs none of the houses are available there's no jobs that actually pay you anything yeah you know so and the ones that do either are breaking you physically or mentally. So like it's just it's crazy. It's crazy to me that we're still it's not like we haven't been arguing about this for a while now. So but yeah, I mean this story definitely is like it, it's the fact that it's an algorithm doing it, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's that they're blaming it on like, like it's somehow we're like, oh, if it's the computer, then don't worry about it. No, turn the computer off. Like, <laughs> do, do something. <laughs> like, you know, they're acting like that. That's like, it's like th that we won't come for them if it's if it's suddenly the computer doing it. No, the, the computer's at your house, bro. Like, yeah, it's in the same spot. Look, guillotines like, for the programmers and developers too. Let's right. go. All right. Like, <laughs> yeah, class traders, if there ever were any, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it talks about later in this story, it talks about, you know, rent prices in places like Boston and, mm -hmm. and Seattle and things like that, where, you know, this, this thing owns 90% of like the real estate in the like actual area, you know, people have to live where they work. You want them to work in the city, they have to afford to live in the city. And yeah. you look at uh, minimum, like, uh, what do they call that? Where it's like the minimum you need to live in that city or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, no one's meeting it. No. Like, you know, so what do they expect people to do? Live on Live on benches, I guess. Oh, wait, they put stuff on those, too. So that people oh, yeah. can't, <laughs> you know, people can't sleep on, on the streets or mm -hmm. they take your tents. Yep. You know? Yep. So. Uh, yeah. But it says the company noted that landlords who use employees to manually set prices typically conduct phone surveys to check competitors rents, which the company says could result in anti-competitive behavior. <laughs> Bullshit. Real pages revenue management <laughs> solutions prioritize a property's own internal supply demand dynamics over external factors such as competitors' rents, and therefore help eliminate the risk of collusion that could occur with manual pricing. But here's the thing: uh, you know, the thing is, is that one thing I learned, especially with uh, you know the people who own my condo, which I'm renting from. They'll say, well, you know, you're the, 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 they'll, so they'll say the fair market value is everybody's mm -hmm. renting at this price for this place. So you should be renting at this price for this place too. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. 
if they're renting for their price. Look, if all the landlords jumped off a bridge, are you going to do it? Please say yes. Please say yes. Yep. But yep. Are you I mean, they act like you have no bargaining power. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, I can see if you guys came in and, and re-renovated my place to make it look like the brand new spots that they just built, but you didn't. So therefore, why am I? And plus, this place has been this place has been owned for a while now. So you guys pretty much are just paying taxes on it. And so why in the world am I paying this much in rent? I mean, literally, look, look, if the taxes are like a thousand dollars a year, every dollar above that, you guys will be making profit off of. Why are you guys increasing the profit more than even what the taxes are? Yep. Because of you know, yes, they 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 need that much up. Like, yes, they need that more pro that much more profit. They need it. They got to buy their fourth gold Lambo. You know. Oh God. So I can tell them what they can do with that Lambo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Right. You hope it's one of those Teslas that blow up, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. So. Uh, this says in Boston, renter Kaylee Hutchinson said that she was puzzled when her landlord, unbeknownst to her, a real page client, told her days into the first pandemic lockdowns that her rent was going up. Building staff insisted that the market rate for her apartment was 6.5% higher than, than she was paying, despite her protests that people were fleeing the city. So a few yep. weeks later, she and her fiance saw a new vacant unit in their building advertised online for less one of their landlord's policies permitted moving into another unit owned by the company so they did hutchinson who is an analyst for the police department one <laughs> if a com computer algorithm was behind building staff's inflexibility quote it was pretty obvious that they should have been dropping prices she said they were digging their heels in so even when it was logical to drop prices they didn't she said Hudson says she watched apartments in her building sit vacant at prices that didn't make sense to her. Quote, a normal mom and pop landlord, they're worried about having a good tenant and producing their interest in the agreement. I'm sorry, protecting their interest in the agreement. She said, these companies, they'll just replace you. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 why minimal minimum wage jobs do the same thing. Why increase the wage when they can find someone else who's willing to take it because they desperately need it. You know, you know? what? This, that, that point you just said reminds me of a little story and, and I'm, I'm going to share it with you. So there once was okay. a young man named JB mm -hmm. and this young man was working at a fast food restaurant and it was a franchise. So the franchisee was an owner, was the owner and operator of that restaurant. I worked there for, gosh, a year and a half, so about 18 months. Same price, $5.75 an hour. Mm. I watched a few of my coworkers, one of them being the son of the franchisee owner, get a promotion to manager, as well as a couple other guys my same age that got promoted to manager. And I was working my ass off, also being tormented by the franchisee's son 
constantly being picked on by him while I was a teenager working at this restaurant. And I was doing a good job. I did the best I possibly could. And I was also in school for culinary arts, too, on top of that. So they literally had Which somebody- Which is not cheap. Hmm? Well, that's not cheap. None of no. those culinary schools are cheap. No. Like, yep. Yep. And so I was like, kept asking for a raise and brushing it off, brushing it off. So one day when I was working and he was there, I said, uh, I would like a raise. And he said, explain to me why you, why you need one. And I explained all the things that I did, all the things I improved on. And he was like, I don't think you deserve one. And I said, well, if I don't get a raise, then I'm going to give you my two weeks today. And he said, you have tomorrow to leave. Jeez. What does this, this was a lesson for me. And what was the lesson that in his office, he has a pile of applications of teenagers that are working in school that will take my job like that. So mm-hmm. I didn't matter one iota to this man. And so guess what? They're doing the exact same thing when it comes to rent. So unless you come together with your fellow tenants and actually make it so that they have to drop their prices, they're really not going to. And this is part of the lesson that I'm learning as far as even a renter is concerned. Yep. 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 So I'm going to get to this next part because this actually shows um, how it works because a lot of people don't realize how it works. So it's who uses the software and how it works. It says somewhere around 2016, according to one trade group, the industry's use of the pricing software began to achieve critical mass. The more property managers who sign on to real paid services, the more data flows into the company's repository. That in turn aids the pricing service which the company says, quote, leverages multifamily's largest lease transaction database. RealPage's clients include some of the largest property managers in the country. Many favor cities where rent has been rising rapidly, according to ProPublica's analysis of the five of the country's top 10 property managers of tw- as of 2020. All five use RealPage software, pricing software in at least some buildings, and together they control thousands of apartments in metro areas such as Denver, Nashville, Atlanta, and Seattle, where rents for a typical two-bedroom apartment rose 30% or more between 2014 and 2019. As many factors Uh, may cause... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just reading as well. Um, Gravitate towards such... Uh, markets because they make um, gravity towards because those those areas will bear more rent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. So they're buying up all the good real estate, making sure they own it and it's in their system. Even if it leaves their system, they have the info they need. You know, yeah. so price elasticity, right? 
RealPage's algorithm calculates how demand for apartments respond to changes in price, what's known as price elasticity. Algorithms take into account characteristics of apartments like the number of bedrooms. It also considers factors such as how many more of a complex's apartments are likely to become available in the near future. Property managers can adjust settings according to their priorities, such as how full they want their buildings to be. And, you know, so this is, you know, part of the algorithm that takes into account, but this algorithm, you know, also makes it so that, and they were explaining this, how a lot of people, they, you know, don't want to raise the prices. A lot of the people who work, you know, leasing agents and, you know, property managers, they don't want to raise the prices because then that will be counter to the occupancy. But they'll say, just leave it unoccupied and keep the rent prices high. And eventually people will move in because they have no other place to go. But here's the problem. Once people start moving in, they have no other place to go because they kept that price that high. Then a lot of people who are living there, uh, these other places, other properties will also see, oh, well, they're moving into these places despite having a higher rent. So we're going to also increase our rents to make it even higher, even though a lot of people don't want to pay that price. And so if enough places, properties start to charge this much, people really have no choice but to live in these other different places. So when they have no other choice because they're renting under duress, remember on this channel, we have went over the, the definition of duress multiple times. When they're renting under duress, then they really have no choice. So guess what? They are being squeezed even further. So this, this, you know, this goes in a domino effect across the country. So now you see many people paying a rent that they really don't want to, but they have no choice but to pay it. Because if not, then guess what? They are homeless because of these, because of this. And this algorithm is pushing that and is chugging along even further. Yeah. We're going to get more of those She's Homeless songs. It's going to be they're all homeless, you know? So she's homeless. She, what? Um, but yeah, this is. I mean, I mean, it's it's frustrating to see because people are going to be like, "What power do we have against this?" And you got some, mm -hmm. you know, but you're going to have to knock on people's doors next to you and go, "Hey, mm -hmm. are you paying a lot for rent?" They're going to go, "Yep." I mean, you saw in New York recently. There's a rent is too damn high. Uh, Ford Fisher covered it. There yep. was a march for the rent is too damn high. So, mm -hmm. but rent rent's still damn high. People hate to tell you, you know. Yeah. And people will say, "Well, it's it's the it's the market." And I'm like, "But if you're manipulating the market, then how is that free?" Right. Yeah, There's manipulate no it the other way. Yeah. You know. So. Yep. So, but, go ahead. Let me show uh, this. This was even covered in the news recently. Well, last mm. year. So let's take a look. Seattle has some of the highest rent in the nation. The metro area's median rent price is nearly $3,000, almost $1,000 higher than the nationwide median. A software company used to suggest rent prices in Seattle is now being sued, accused of artificially inflating rents. 
King 5's Kelly Greenberg joining us here in the studio with more on this tonight. Kelly. So Joyce, this lawsuit was filed by renters in San Diego. The software uses an algorithm and analyzes data to come up with suggestions for rent prices. It's used nationwide, but an investigation found in Seattle's Belltown neighborhood, this software is overwhelmingly controlled by uh, property or used by property management groups in that area. An investigation posted last week, the nonprofit newsroom ProPublica said to see how rent setting software can make a difference, look no further than Seattle. The investigation found RealPage, a Texas-based software company which analyzes data and recommends what to charge for rent, has strong influence over apartment pricing. In fact, ProPublica found in Seattle's Belltown neighborhood, 70% of apartments were overseen by just 10 property managers, every single one of which used pricing software sold by RealPage. That's the question. What are people supposed to do? with this tool that they're using. Violet Lavatai is the executive director of the Tenants Union of Washington. She takes calls every day from people who feel like they're being priced out. Seattle is outrageous. I mean, outrageous. And I think this is a tool that they're using to actually try to get away with increasing the rent. Apartment list. By the way, just to let you guys know, uh, this is what one of the battles that Shama Sawant was actually going up against when she was city council of Seattle. And so uh, she actually was pass, uh, trying to pass uh, city legislation in order to make it so that they do not yeah. price gouge the people in Seattle. She was oh, like- The actual fuck? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <coughs> yep. Uh com says Seattle has some of the fastest rent growth for a major city. September, however, saw the first decrease in rental trends after seven months of increases. I've been in housing for a while now, and so you see how they, it's almost like a game of chess with tenants. You know, they say the tenants need them. Well, they actually need the tenants too. They're running the business. Following ProPublica's investigation, renters in California filed this lawsuit against RealPage and nine of the nation's biggest property managers, alleging they've artificially inflated rent and violated federal law. I really think that somebody is calling them out, and I agree with them. We reached out to Seattle City Council's Renters' Rights Committee for comment. We're waiting to hear back. Real Page responded to ProPublica's article about the lawsuit, saying it, quote, strongly denies the allegation and will vigorously defend against this lawsuit. I, I, and I'm sure they won, too, probably, mm -hmm. you know, because they have the power to buy the best lawyers and all the judges, you know. So, yep. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that's only gotten worse since then. So, but, yeah. um, uh, oh, so I just, it, that kind of stuff frustrates me, you know, as a person with empathy, you know, <laughs> you know, like that has actual ramifications for humans. Yeah. So, So uh, how real pages rent setting algorithm works uh, says what you need to know about real page one landlord 
Landlords use RealPage to make more money. RealPage boasts that it helped landlords outperform the market up by up to 7%. That is, its software users can expect better than market average revenues, even in weak markets. Graystar, the largest property manager in the United States, outperformed its markets by 4.8% and one downturn, according to RealPage's materials. See, here's the problem. Every single time you outperform, guess what? then that means that everybody else has to raise their rents in order to perform at the same level. Same level. Meaning that if you, like, let's say hypothetically I'm a landlord, right? And I use this. And so instead of my rent being $1,000, I go up to 1100 right? So, but everybody is only raising their, okay, Let's do instead of a thousand dollars, I go fifteen hundred, right? Everybody else is charging a thousand for for my same criteria of a house. Like it's like two bedroom, two bath, you know, apartment. If I'm if everybody else is charging a thousand dollars and I start charging fifteen hundred, right? This is just a a kind of an example. Then everybody else, when somebody finally moves in, because they really either they can't afford it or they have no choice but to afford it, guess what? Everybody else is going to look at me and go, oh, well, wow, he's charging. This algorithm says he's charging $1,500. i am only charging 1000 I can raise mine to 1500 or maybe even 1600 And then guess what? I can make more money. Even though I don't have to you know, improve the house anymore, I don't have to add on any bedrooms, I don't have to re-renovate, I can just charge with, the, with that person's charging. And then guess what? Even if my taxes go up, it's not by that much. And so I'm making more hand over fist. And so this is what it's doing. And so it's literally inflating. And and it's like, it's like, okay, you guys used to go up one, two percent a year. Hold my beer. I'm gonna do a seven percent. Right. But to keep that seven percent, it's a never-ending. Like you're, you're going to have to keep up and keep, uh, you know, so to, to, to keep that particular market share, they, they have to keep gouging you for more money, yeah. you know, otherwise their CEO doesn't get the, the Christmas bonus that he wants, mm-hmm. you know? So, yep. Um, yeah. Number two, it says real page believes it is driving rents higher believe it's driving rents higher across the country a now deleted video shows real page executive saying that 2021 that the company's software was a driver of double digit rent increases across the country another executive said that most property managers will be hesitant to raise rents by double digits without the assistance of the software right let's take this example from seattle a real page price building in downtown seattle zip code Rent rose by 33% in one year for a couple living in one bedroom apartment. In a non-algorithm price building in the same zip code, rent for another tenant's studio rose by just 3.9% over the similar period. So that's a big difference. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yep. You know? You know, it's like. It's like if you're if your rent's a thousand dollars, your rent goes up to one thousand three hundred thirty dollars or yeah. one thousand thirty dollars and ninety cents. Which one would you choose? 
Yeah, a pretty easy choice on that one. I'll yeah. I'll take the cheaper one, please. Yeah, with the same you know? building, <laughs> same type of yep. same place, man. Yep. You know. So, and how much do you, uh, JB? Uh, let me ask you this: How many things right now do you think are priced using algorithmic? Uh, things like this, you know. I mean, I'm sure it's more than just rent, you know. Like, you don't think Kellogg is doing similar stuff with the data it can grab, you know? Well, of course, of course. Yep. Yeah. It says here, property managers don't have to accept the software's recommendations. They are free to reject the algorithm's price if they feel it's too high or too low. But overall, about 90% of recommendations are implemented, former employees said. Yep. So 90% I'm sure they put it in the brochure. Yeah. This real pages discuss discourages landlords from bargaining with tenants over rents. Says one of the developers of real pages price setting software said leasing agents have too much empathy with renters, which can lead them to hesitate to seek the highest rents. The software automates rent setting calculations, leading to more revenue for landlords and property management companies. This may be why RealPage discourages bargaining with tenants about rent. When you take the human element out of the equation, profits seem to soar. This is yep. the problem. It, it look, and this is why capitalism. This is why I rail against capitalism because it is a system that takes the humanity part out out of things that we need to live, like housing. Housing is a human, like when we say housing is a human right, then shouldn't it be humans that set the prices, not algorithms? Yep. You'd think, you'd think, and you know, I, uh, people get afraid of AI for reasons like this, mm -hmm. not for, because it can make a, a, you know, picture of Idris Elba riding a unicorn. Like it's, it's because it's controlling market value. It's controlling lots of things you don't even realize it's doing it, it, it it's it's saying who bosses should fire and who shouldn't based off productivity it's uh -huh. you, you know it's like and all they got to do is tie it to the wrong thing and and tell it to give it bad rules to follow uh -huh. you know and and if it's working for like a capitalistic system it already has already has bad rules to follow so you know so yeah like and it's not like people were able to afford rent already even before this so and yeah it's frustrating to say the least yeah so there's other reasons rent is so high although real pages software is affecting rental prices and markets across the country it is far from the only factor in increasing rents here are some other things that help explain why rent is so high. It says private equity owned rentals. Since 2011, there has been a state increase in the number of rental units owned by private equity backed firms, according to the reporting by ProPublica. These property management firms aim to increase short-term profits by increasing rents, cutting costs, or both. In 2021, more than half of the top 35 apartment building owners were backed by private equity, likely contributing to higher rents around the country. The high cost of home buying. 
property values in many markets escalated steeply in the years after the Great Recession. More recently, average interest rates on 30-year fixed rate mortgages in the United States have soared, now surpassing 7%, nearly double what they were this time last year. Both trends have slowed home buying, pushing rental demand and prices higher. Yep. And then this is this is definitely going to make it even worse here in Florida. It says slow, expensive construction. Supply chain issues have slowed housing construction, reducing the rental supply as demand increases. As inflation affects every sector of the economy, the cost of labor and materials go up, making it hard to build housing people can afford. The nation has lagged in construction, constructing new housing units needed in most years since the Great Recession. To add to this point, uh, because of the new law that Ron DeSantis has signed in Florida, it has made it so that a lot of these construction companies that do employ undocumented immigrants, these mm -hmm. undocumented immigrants are because if they're found working in these companies in Florida, they will face a felony. So they stopped working. So now these construction companies, which which employ a lot, a significant number of undocumented immigrants, are now going either to a standstill, a crawl, or you know have just stopped altogether. So a lot of these houses and apartment buildings that would be built otherwise fairly quickly are now not being built. And so now, because we have a population explosion in Orlando, especially, and throughout Florida, then that means that a lot of these housing units and houses in general are getting swiped up. They're getting grabbed quickly. And now people, you know, who would otherwise <clears throat> be able to afford apartments now can't because the demand has gotten so, has went up so much that now these places are now charging higher and higher rents because, well, they, they just, are like, well, the demand is high, so I'm going to, you know, sell high. When they also talk about materials, you know, during the pandemic, plywood went up to like over 100 a sheet. Like, you know, you're, you're talking about basic materials for house building, house repair. Everything went up, mm -hmm. right? None of it, and it's not went down since then. It's mm -hmm. still high. And, and they're only, if they bring it down, it's only going to be very little to meet market demand. Yeah. So whatever we're willing to pay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But and let me, let me add to this. <clears throat> we're talking about, you know, home rentals. Let's also talk about commercial rentals too. Mm -hmm. so we're talking about that. And I shared on, on Twitter uh, you know, something that my mother was telling me, was it today's 23rd? Okay. Tomorrow, the 24th, the local, uh, the local save a lot. That's a block from me. Right. That yeah. serves the low income area that I live in is closing tomorrow. Why? Because their rent is too high. They can't afford their rent. Um, I'm friends, friends of this show, friends of our show over at Harlan's Media. Uh, at one point, had a studio in Chicago that they were paying rent for, and it immediately got the, the rent 
was jacked up by like some crazy percentage. I forgot to ask Kit how much, but to where they couldn't afford it. They just could they just couldn't. And they spent a lot of money that they had saved to be able to do that, expecting that it would stay the same, you know, and when it didn't, they got, you know, like screwed over. So now they're doing what they're doing. So yeah i mean it's wild yeah so and so like with 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 that save a lot there's a lot of people who are like me that need those lower prices in order to be able to afford food hell we you know i i need vegetables and fruit (laughs) you know i can't just survive off of what they serve at the gas station i'm not gonna go over to the wawa and buy uh you know uh you know you know, a bag of chips and, and some other things that are lower in nutritional value just in order to survive. That's crazy. Right. And then on top of it, you know, you what about people who can't drive over to the Publix, right? Because Publix is definitely higher. They can't do that. And so you're taking away something that they could just walk to in order to get their groceries. But now you can't. Well, and in this, in this story, you know, it talks about a merger happening. Right, that essentially allowed them to gain ninety percent of uh, you know a business here. Right, you're seeing the same thing right now with Albertsons and Kroger's, where yeah. they're m- merging to the point where they're building a little grocery monopoly. And if you're unioned or want to be unioned, they're just getting rid of your store because during the merger they don't know you know, overhead and whatever, like this gives them nice, easy excuses to do that kind of stuff, yep. you know? And in fact, so, uh, what your, to your point, this is out of Reuters, it says real page antitrust law- lawsuits over rent prices consolidated in Tennessee. So mm-hmm. it talks about how it says more than 20 lawsuits accusing technology company real page Inc. Inc of conspiring with multifamily residential property managers to keep rental prices artificially high will be consolidated in Nashville federal court, according to Monday order from the U.S. Judicial Panel on Multi-District Litigation. So they're going to be sued for raising rents artificially. And so, you know, and this is the problem, you know, it's, it's constantly monopolizing, monopolizing. People talk about the free market, but the free market actually goes towards monopolization. That's what capitalism does. Yep. It gears mm-hmm. towards monopolization because in order to create and grow, you have to sometimes eat up other companies and consolidate and get their customer base in order to grow. And once they do that, then guess what? You basically have less companies, less competition, but hey, you're making more. You're making more profits. And then on top of that, what do they do? They also fire people or they lower the wages. And so yep. people have no choice because they, you know, people will say, well, why don't you just go for something that pays more? All these companies that have similar, that have similar positions, they're now starting to, to charge the same amount for their wages. So guess what? You could say, oh, I'm not going to work for these companies because I want higher wages. They're going to say, all right, screw you. I'm going to wait for somebody that's going to take it even lower. Yeah, good and luck. Nobody else is going to go for that same, you know, nobody else you know, is going to go higher because they seriously need a job. And so they're working under duress. Yep. 
Well, and you see, I mean, it's, it's just over profit margin, right? You know, how much money can you make versus how much can you put in, right? You know, so the easiest way to defeat that is, you know, the people cost. Less yeah. people equals less cost and therefore makes everyone's job harder. You know, that and infrastructure, don't pay for that. And how many places are you seeing right now as far as especially major corporations with failing infrastructure? Like, I mean, East Palestine would like to have a word. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know. So, I mean, rule, rules of acquisition number forty-five: expand or die. Mm-hmm. Although all my Deep Space Nine nerds going, yeah, rules of acquisition. Um, I mean, that's what our country is run on now. They're it's Ferengis are 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 ruling what we're doing. So, gotta make profit. Yeah, but and also <clears throat> there's this point um that I want to say because a lot a lot of people are like well who's really behind this kind of interesting because this was out of the lever Mm. uh so it says the florida pension made another 100 million dollar commitment to a different uh toma bravo fund in august of last year the following month toma donated another 100,000 to the republican governors association and just two weeks later the republican governors association donated three million dollars to desantis Toma Bravo has attracted controversy in the past year for its ownership of RealPage, a real estate technology platform that has driven coordinated increases in rent across the country, according to ProPublica investigation. So they also have connections with this pencil dick. This guy they have have connections with. So guess what? It is all connected. All of it. Right? And people go, yep. well, oh, you know, this is the free market. This guy doesn't believe in the free market. He you know, I, I I had I had someone uh a Russell Russell Dobular do dissonance tried to argue with me about how that that, that guy is gonna beat Trump. I'm like, even Florida knows that guy's bought and paid for. You know, they at least are still under the delusion of Trump. You know, like they know that guy. You know, I hate to so, say, it, I honestly don't know if he will be Trump or Trump will be him. Um, either way, terrible. You know, yeah, either so, way, they're horrible, and and they're, they're both you know corporate. They're both corporate lovers. The thing is that one will talk about how oh it, you know it's the woke media and mob, and it's like yeah no you're. You're not a populist. None, neither yeah. one. None of them are populist. Anybody yep. that's running the, the Democratic Party, and I say anybody running the Democratic Party, I mean that they're not mm-hmm. populist either. You know, because yeah. uh, and, and I'll tell you guys this. Look, uh, a couple weeks. What was the week back? Savage like Savage had on. You know the uh, the Democratic. Uh, the, the DNC fraud, fraud lawsuit fraud people lawyers. Yep. And they were basically talking about how the DNC is a private organization and it does not have to do anything democratically whatsoever. And they don't. The, the legal quote was literally we can make decisions in smoke filled rooms with the doors closed. Yes. Like exactly. that was literally what they said. Yeah. You know, so 
good luck on the non-existent primary that's happening. You know, but yeah. De- DeSantis worked at worked at Gitmo, worked at yeah. Gitmo. Like you can't be more terrible person in my opinion than literally helping uh, torture people. You know, so. Ugh. That tells you. But, and um, yep. so that's what's going on. And, you know, a lot of times uh, a lot of us will talk about, um, you know, this this bad news that constantly happens. And one of the things I, I think that we should take into account is that this is why we need to come together as uh, as neighbors because once we come together as neighbors then we could you know go up against these you know these corporations these people uh because i'm sick and tired of it i know you're sick and tired of it um and we don't like for instance i'm on disability they're not raising my disability to be a living income they're not going to do that Mm -hmm. and there's so many people who are constantly under the thumb and I'm sick and tired of it, you know, because uh, I don't want to see people suffer. And I do think that housing is a human right. So uh, one of the things that I uh, have been looking into, there is a mutual aid organization called Central Florida Mutual Aid. Okay. And they have a fund where they are raising uh, money for rent. And so it says rents are passed due. Central Florida Mutual Aid works with individuals and families in our community who have been served eviction notices or can't make rents. The combination of skyrocketing rents, 30 plus percent, and food costs, 9 plus percent, have left many folks struggling. We know that housing is a human right and that combating homelessness means keeping people in their homes. Missing a rent payment can start a financial spiral from which it is harder to recover. Together, we can keep people housed. We appreciate gifts of all sizes. Every little bit counts. And so this is their uh, donation fund for people who are trying to, you know, help, you know, with rent. And if you guys know people who are struggling, even if it's not through this, if you guys know people in other areas, you can find rent funds for to help people you know, try to do that yourself as well, because people are struggling. And instead, you know, like we're talking about the problems, we also want to talk about solutions about to what people are doing. If you guys know renters unions, or if you guys can start a renters union, then try to do that. This involves talking to your neighbors and getting to know your neighbors so that you guys can fight against this. And then Mm -hmm. if you guys know of uh, different ways in order to get access to your city council members uh do so they can do it with what uh council member shama sawant did in seattle try to do that uh she did some amazing things for the tenants in seattle as well uh and including if i can remember correctly because i don't have it right in front of me making sure that um if they are you know you have six months before your lease ends in order to help find a place uh, for you to find a place to live. They have to notify you six months before they raise your rent. Six months. Yep. And then on top of it, you cannot be evicted 
when your kid is in school, while your kid's in school. So okay. there's things like that, you know? Yep. And it's that general civil di disobedience we all know about. Those are useful. Think outside the box, you know? Yeah. Um, Reality Revolution, I'm <clears throat> sorry to tell you that Dennis Kucinich is going to be running with Robert F. Kennedy. Hmm. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Found that out. Yep. Um, but yeah. And so my thing is the best way to do this is to get together with your, your, your fellow neighbors, because it is, they're, they're killing us. And this Are is you seeing violence. block parties are soon to come, uh, yeah. <laughs> break out some dominoes, you know, get you some juice going. Mm -hmm. Make little sandwiches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can use a sandwich right now if you, you know. Right? Uh, well. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> oh, campaign. Is it campaign manager reality? Yeah, that's it. Oh, same thing. <laughs> yeah, same you know, difference. I mean, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, yep. uh, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up. And I, I shared that in the, the comments as well. But uh, what's going on uh, with you as far as uh, any news? I, I know you guys, you know, have been doing a lot uh, talking about um, as far as uh, corruption and things like that on your channel what's new going on with you guys at our at inn well we'll have inn news tomorrow night at around nine o'clock uh colin's gonna try to uh you know do some squad heckling at an event in dc before then um so he had to pay money to get into that and i'm like why did you you know he's like opportunities you know <laughs> you know but um we're talking with nico house tonight and we're gonna probably air that tomorrow um so that should be good. Um, American Tradition with Jesse Jets. We'll do Greatest Hits tonight at 10. Um, on our channel, you can find everything at IndieNews.network or find us on Twitter um, at, at GetIndieNews. So you can go to the website, IndieNews.network. should find all the links there if you need them. Um, but otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at Reef Breeland. You know, we, we got a whole lineup of stuff. So Tar Reed, me and Indy bunch of stuff to check out so you know if you're bored and need something else to watch you know we got you you know so clips going up all week you'll see us around all right thank so, you so much Reed. thank you oh yeah. recently we added misty winston to the um to the to the fam so she'll be doing uh bitch with comrade misty on on saturdays on inn so nice new news on that so go check that out alternative angle on mondays we got so much man it's hard to keep up but you know we we got some shows just like y'all got some shows you know <laughs> yeah. so uh but appreciate you having me on jp as always you know so especially when your internet works and right. yeah all right 
thank you so much, Reef, for coming on. Uh, I also have the links in the description below as well. So if you guys would like to, you guys can always go and subscribe to Indie News Network. They're doing great work on the ground. And I can't wait to see you very soon, bro. Yep. We'll do. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. Bye. Have a great time. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to go to the chat really quick because I want to make sure that I get to some of the people in the chat. I saw a couple things really early, but I wanted to see this. Uh, Taiji says class divide is a gorge now. It's a gorge now. Yeah, we, we really need to come together now, especially. We have Colin says, my landlord is raising the rent for the unit above me from $1,300 to $1,600. A $3,000 increase for the year, but not $3,000 of improvements. Whoa. I think you meant $300. But yeah, even still, it's like they should be doing that. It's like, if you're going to increase my rent, then you need to improve the place so that it's better, right? Jenna Colby says, come together as neighbors. Yes, not focusing on nonstop on the sports fan election and internet personality noise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see. Screen Arts Media says, just like labor, capital can organize and go on strike. Reality Revolution says, it's not an election. They're killing us. We don't have a government judicial system or a constitution. Oh, boy. Creative Experiment says, we have no cause eviction funds if a landlord raises above 10% rent. I Look, I wish that I had that because my rent, how, how much did my rent go up? My rent, I think my rent went up uh over last year over 25%. I think my rent went up over 20 20-25% just for me. And I can't I can't I can't afford that, man. Screen Arts Media says yes they're killing us literally. Yeah. So when and I'm just going to add to your point Screen Arts. When housing food environment, healthcare, and education, when you place barriers in front of that, that's violence. What happens if somebody doesn't have food? They die. What if somebody has a polluted and dilapidated environment? They die. Education, you could die. Healthcare, die. So this is violence. But a lot of people do not consider it violence because they say, well, you have to have money. That, that's placing a barrier. That's a barrier between people actually having to live. Why is, why is this a... Why is that controversial? Why is it controversial to say that we should not have this? How can I put it? It's it's a 
It is systemic violence. It is institutional violence. It's socioeconomic violence to place these barriers in front of people so that they cannot truly live. And people will say, well, you got to, you know, that's part of the free market. It, it, if it was the free market, then you wouldn't have to manipulate it. If it was the free market, then these big corporations would not be taking to the government in order to subsidize them. If it was the free market. The free market doesn't really exist. Because if it was the free market, then these snowflakes that like to call themselves employers and landlords wouldn't be saying nobody wants to work anymore. It's like, okay, so nobody's going to work for the wages that I'm going to pay them. All right, then let me raise my wages to be more competitive in this market. But nobody's saying that. Or... Nobody wants to rent from me. So let me lower my rent so that I can get tenants to be competitive in this market. They don't want to do that either. So then guess what? When we start to actually apply the free market principles of withholding our labor or withholding our rents from renting at certain places or working at certain places, then they go to the government they're not doing what we want to anymore, so you got to force some. So then guess what? When we were depending more on, we were depending more on our, you know, on unemployment, things like that, in order to hold us over so that we can apply the market forces, they were like, oh, no, no, you guys can't do that. You can't do that. You guys, you know, you guys just got to take the lower wages. But then when we try to go for something higher, then nobody wants to hire for higher wages because everybody is doing lower wages and they all have an agreement with each other. And it's not that many companies that are actually competing because they all bought each other up. So what are we going to do? We have to work under duress. We have to rent under duress. People say you have a choice. You know, it's funny when people talk about choice. Would you rather be stabbed in the back or have your skull smashed with a hammer? That's a choice. Would you... Would you rather lose your internet or your electric? You have a choice. Would you rather have no food in the house or no health care? You have a choice. That's what it, 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 and it's like, when people talk about choice, it's like, which one? Hell. Remember, remember when the whole debate about Medicare for all was happening? 
And people were like, well, we want choice. And it's like, what choice do you want? Do you want a healthcare provider that either charges you, uh, you know, crazy amount for your deductibles or uh, a healthcare provider that charges you a crazy amount for premiums? Which one do you want? Which way do you want to be shafted? And then we say, we don't want to be shafted at all. Then it's like, oh, well, you just don't want to play. And we're like, no, we don't want to play because the game is rigged. You don't want to play because the game is rigged. I don't want to play because the game is rigged. The only, there's only one answer to this whole thing. And to me, that is flipping the game board over and lighting that motherfucker on fire. I see no other way to go about this. I see no other means. Like, what are we going to do? Because the landlords are like, okay, if you guys aren't going to play by this rigged game, they're going to force you to play by our rules or you're going to be homeless. The workers are, I mean, sorry, the employers are going, okay, you guys aren't going to play by our rules. Okay, we're going to go to the government. We're going to have them raise interest rates so high that now we're going to fire you all. And so then once we fire you all, you guys are going to be in that pool of unemployed people so that when we lower our wages, guess what? You're now going to be forced to have to take the wages that we want you to have. There's no competition for that anymore. Or we're going to apply algorithms. We're going to apply AI to our work, to our to our jobs so that machines will do our jobs and you guys will not have you will not be able to you guys won't be able to work anymore which means you guys are going to get homeless you guys are going to starve so either do what we say or this is a this is a hostage situation man it is a hostage situation Look, people will say, get out of that victim mentality. You're being a victim. When you're in a hostage situation and you know that there's nobody coming to help you, what do you do? You fight back. When we talk about things like this and when we educate people on the system of capitalism, and why it needs to be destroyed, that's not victim mentality. We're saving ourselves because when we get to a point where the pitchforks and the torches rise up, that's not being a victim, baby. That's saving ourselves because we're sick and tired of being victims. You see, the victim mentality is saying, well, this is just a capitalist system and we can't really do anything about it, so we're just going to let it happen. That's the victim mentality. And there's one of three people. Either the people with the victim mentality, the people who are perpetrators or who are complicit with the people victimizing us, and then those of us 
who are saving ourselves. You're either one of the three. So you're either going to be the apathetic person that just takes it up the ass, or your person shafting other people, or you're the person saying, stop, I'm not going to stand for this anymore, and we're going to change the system. I would like to be the latter. What about you? I'm not going to sit here and allow capitalists, these corporate dictators, to keep on shafting me, my family. Like, how do you, how, like, think about your kids right now. Do you really want these corporate dictators doing what they're doing to us, to your kids? Because they're already doing it. This needs to stop. You know, and it's happening to so many of us. It's not just happening to one marginalized group. It's happening to everybody. So, yeah, if you guys want to help people who are, you know, continuously being shafted, you guys can go to uh, givebutter.com forward slash rent fund. You guys can contribute to Central Florida Mutual Aid. They also have other mutual aid funds that they're doing for. Um, And I think one of the newest ones that they're actually doing mutual aid fund for um, And this is also a really good one, uh, just to show you guys. Let me see. Let me show you guys. This is also another fund that they're doing for. I just want to make sure I get it correctly. They're also doing a trans safety fund here in Florida. Uh, So it says Florida's trans community is uh, a state of emergency, the unnatural disaster that is Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislator have recently passed several anti-trans laws. Healthcare providers are already dropping their trans clients and leaving them without help or recourse. Just to let you guys know, I have a friend that's trans and he is now trying to get his um, his HRT medicine, uh, trying to backstop it. But uh, a lot of them are trying to get six months supplies before this law goes into effect, but some of them are not able to. It says, as a mutual aid organization committed to centering the needs of LGBTQIA+, BIPOC, disabled, and femme people, we are launching Trans Safety Fund, an emergency fundraiser to help our trans friends get to safety. The cost of an unanticipated move is more than any can afford. As a point of reference, it costs around $1,000 in vehicle rental and gas to move from Central Florida to Pittsburgh. It breaks our hearts that some that has come to this, but we must prioritize their safety and well-being. Central Florida Mutual Aid does not have any employees or paid staff, so 100% of donated proceeds will go to community members in need. So this is also part of the same community that also is doing this as well. And so if you guys want to do this for people who are trans who are also trying to move, then you guys can also have uh, you guys can also contribute to that as well. So this is more trans centric, but you guys can do either or. So, yeah, um, this is one of the things I am I'm sick and tired of. And I know you guys are sick and tired of us. Well, I'm going to do just a couple more. 
uh, chats, and then I'm gonna head on out because <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to uh, make it to RBN Live. Uh, I haven't been there in a couple weeks, and I just want to make sure that I am there. Reality Revolution says nothing more important than health, because without health, none of the rest will help us at all. Jenna Colby says we could start talking about getting serious about shutting shit down, but brunch and summer vacations too important. Yeah. All right. We have Colin Crispy Zaddy. <laughs> Are you calling me crispy? Damn right. I'm crispy. <laughs> and the other Colin says folks can look to get involved in the student debt strike try to organize rent strikes, unsubscribe from paid streaming services until the writer strike is over. Notori Lee is in the chat. Uh, good to see a Norman Kina Stockholm syndrome situation. Kennedy Gregor says, or you're marked lazy. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that actually is a good plug for the reading of laziness does not exist. Oh, by the way, the author of the book reached out in the comment section. It was so good. Yes, Dr. Devon Price also reached out in the comment section. It was such an honor. But yeah, be sure that later this week, I'll be getting into the rest of laziness does not exist by Dr. Devon Price. I think uh, the second part of chapter two. Yeah. So I'll be reading that. And then also the autobiography of Asada Shakur. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, no. All right. Where, what he says, there was a. Have issued similar warnings. Yeah, uh, it is uh, being black in this in this state <laughs> is, is is getting dangerous. And, and and by the way, before I go to the next one, on that note, those of us who are black, to anybody who is a liberal, a progressive, or a Democrat, do not come into my comments going, well. That's the state you guys live in, then that's your fault. No. A lot of us cannot help where we were born. A lot of us cannot help where we moved to at the time. And a lot of us are just trying to make it. And so please don't come at me with that heartless type of rhetoric. And on top of it, a lot of us that are Black in this state, we can't afford to move. We can't afford to. And it's not just a financial cost. It is also an emotional cost, sometimes a physiological cost. Some of us need to live down this close in the South because some of us, it may be a uh, it may be an issue regarding asthma. It could be an issue regarding sinuses. It could be an issue regarding family. It could be an issue regarding kids many different reasons as to why it could be the fact that you know we can't afford it because other states they do they do state income tax they do state taxes whereas florida doesn't do state income tax it could be a variety of different issues 
And so guess what? We can't move like that. It is very expensive to move out of state. So a lot of us just can't do it. So please don't be heartless like that and tell us, well, it's your own fault. Like, no. And a lot of us did not want people like this. But as we all know, <laughs> the Democratic Party and Republican Party are independent organizations that are not bureaucratic institutions. So therefore, really, these bureaucratic institutions have control of the government. We don't have control of the government. We don't. So yeah, that's the thing. I want people to realize. Yep, X says, I have some concerns regarding trans community movement, but I can't fit it here. All right. Um, also, yeah, Jenna, this says the yins could just move, though. People, yeah. Yeah, it costs a lot of money to move. Let me check uh, the Rockfin. Make sure. Okay. Rockfin, we're good. So, yeah, um, I'm going to get going. But thank you so much to everybody for tuning in uh, for this stream. I didn't only did one. Uh, I only did one. Oh, my God. For some reason, I'm losing my thoughts. I only did one story today because I'm still jet lagged from my trip recently and so i'm extremely exhausted plus that was a long article uh so there was plenty to talk about so that's why i hope you guys aren't upset with me only doing one uh one stream today i mean one story today but i just i had to um just take a break a breather but thank you so much to everybody also if you guys would like to you guys can go to my Substack. if you guys want to get email notifications you guys go to jbfont.substack.com for those notifications so thank you very much for that and and if you guys would like to you guys can also become patrons on patreon you thank you so much to the patrons on patreon as well as coffee and members thank you for without you guys i would not be able to do this and unfortunately they're trying to make it harder for me to even be able to do this so thank you so much to all the new members patrons on patreon and coffee as well so Beyond that, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you guys have not liked the stream, also subscribe. And next week, I will be having – who? wait, who am I having on next week? Let me check and see. I forgot who I'm having on next week. Gosh, it's JB's losing his mind. All right. So, oh, this Saturday, uh, I'm going to have on Kit Cabello from Heartlands Media. It's going to be on – this saturday on the 27th so i'll be live at 3 p.m this saturday and then i will have on my next guest for next tuesday and i'll let you guys know on this saturday so thanks so much we're gonna be talking about some chicago stuff so i might get a little i might get a little crazy because there's some crazy stuff happening in chicago anywho thank you so much to everybody now water your plants water yourselves Leave the world better than you found it. Because Reef was here. Smoke him if you got him. Drink him if you got him. If you don't got him, then watch something funny. Watch something comical. But, you know, because joy is revolutionary. But do it on YouTube because, you know, they got that writer's strike going on. So, you know, don't cross the picket line. Don't be a scab. 
but yeah. And oh, forehead kisses to every single one of you. Thank you so much. And oh, by the way, thank you to everybody that was keenly interested in my travel and making sure that I was traveling safety. And thanks for all the, the well wishes and also the condolences that really meant a lot. And I just hope that I will be able to, you know, I'll be able to just, you know, get through the morning process. You know, it, it is tough, you know, because flashes in my brain about my grandmother. But, you know, she's no longer in pain anymore. And I just want to say that I miss her very much because she was a strong person. And she was a very kind and loving person. And uh, she didn't take no shit. <laughs> That's what I appreciate about her. And uh, hopefully I can be, you know, more of the man that she always wanted me to be. So, yeah. Love you, folks. Have a good one. Well, second forehead kiss. I know you guys weren't expecting it, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Ah.